Did you guys hear that The Rock just got married? I did. Isn't it kind of weird, though, that, like, he seems very, like, asexual in all his movies? Like, like in none of his like, movies, like, in none of his movies does he ever have, like, a, a legit love interest. So, like, him getting married was, like, a legit shock to me. Really? Like, oh. Like, oh, snap. He, he, likes-, he, likes, he likes women. I honestly oh. thought he was just going to be, like, chill, like, just not not interested in anybody he's just he, he was like in love with with the uh, cinema well actually jay he he married a barbell uh, oh, true. yeah that's yeah yeah he married a barbell he mm. married an olympic barbell right it's a matte black barbell that i think it caught his eye yeah uh with with a uh serrated uh grip serrated, or, um, serrated. he's gonna cut his fingers <laughs> off serrated grip for extra <laughs> toughness oh right? yeah, yeah like yeah, so yeah. when he's He's squatting or, or or bench pressing. It cuts into him, so he has to be the rock to lift it, dude. Ah, yeah, dude. He married a barbell, dude. Dude, okay. So see, that makes sense. So now it makes sense. Yeah, now it's uh, he's within his brand. Right. I right, thought right. I thought it was he just didn't want to like uh, upset his male fans either. You know what I mean? Is oh is... no, correction, guys. Correction. He did not marry a barbell. Oh, he, he married. <laughs> he married a, a motorcycle. Ah, uh, wait, what? What? Yeah, he married a motorcycle. Oh no! Correction, guys. Correction. Uh, yeah. He did not marry a motorcycle or a barbell. He married a tank. Ah, uh, see, that makes that makes okay. more sense. That the seems more Tiffany. Yeah, so. that seems more his speed and size and brand. There you go. If I were the Rock, I'd probably marry a tank too, dude. But no, I just thought that was str- like not that it was strange, but it's just like in all his movies that that dude's never like trying to hook up. Or if he if he does, it's very like subtle or something. But like where though? Like I guess it's so well, he, subtle. Well, he has a love like, interest in Jumanji. It's uh, but it's like not really Gillis. him though. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's him, him acting as that. But you're right. I see what you mean. But it's still you, on screen. You see him kissing that. Yeah. Well, sort of. And I know it's like he obviously because he has a daughter in like Hobbs and Shaw too. So obviously there's something. It wasn't like an immaculate conception in The Rock. He just like said, he, Oh, I'm just going to have a kid. And just like a kid came out of his bicep or something like that. But I don't know. It's just weird. Not that it's weird, but it's just different. A lot of the action stars are like always trying to hook up, dude, trying to rack them chicks up. It is funny that in the movie Hobbs and Shaw, like the daughter uh, has a project about the family tree, mm-hmm. and it it literally is a tree with three branches, with the rock in the middle, right? Or Hobbs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His <laughs> his uh, daughter in one of the branches, uh-huh. and where the mom is supposed to be is a huge question mark. <laughs> it's like legit. Like <laughs> no who way. cares? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Like okay, like well, see to my point again, dude. Yeah. It's just like he. Like you can't even, uh, you're not supposed to even imagine that he. Yeah, that he would be would a, have like a love interest. Yeah, which is weird. Like his love is the law. <laughs> his love is like, yeah, his love is a tank. Although, although he had a, uh, like you know, that sexual tension with Vanessa Kirby, in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, uh huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like, it was thick. 
the sexual tension. <laughs> and and then like there's a point in the movie where thick like, like his neck is like his neck, yeah. like his bicep, dude. Dude, that's very like his thick. pythons, like his freaking thighs. Dude, have you seen his thighs? Dude, I heard They're him thick. and I heard him and JJ Watt have a hard time buying pants. Are you serious? Him and JJ Watt have a, have a tough time buying pants. Yeah, dude, because they're too freaking big, dude. I mean, their thighs they can't just, even fit into. They can't even, They they have to get like tailor made pants. I mean, Udo knows what's up. Yeah, dude, I have to uh, get a uh, custom socks. Yeah, dude, because those those calves, dude, are just. I know, dude. They're just too big. Just, oh no, I just have really fat toes, dude. Oh. They're like, they're like Italian sausages. Dude, each one. <laughs> this is like the worst visual, or actually, this is like the worst thing to bring up on a podcast because it's very visual. But do you guys ever remember in uh, high school where you used to do the motion like this, and the people would be like, "What are you doing?" And they're just like, "Oh, I'm taking her socks off or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> For all you cochinos, dude, who are... (laughs) That's terrible. All you cochinos who went through public school, you know what I'm talking about. You guys are all picturing it in your mind right now, dude. You know exactly. I see. I see. (laughs) It's like, hey, fool, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just taking your mom's socks off. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even see that, dude. Are you serious? Oh, shoot. Yeah, you remember remember that? I don't remember that, dude. Maybe that was like... It was like... After your time. Yeah, it was more your time. And more our time before these listeners' times. I know. These millennials don't know what's up. They don't they don't know old They don't know the, the nastiness. Burn the, those burn jokes. That, those moated, corroded jokes, dude. Right? Seriously. But hey, you know Is, what? Isn't Spider Man oh. strong enough to take the snap? He uh, is right. Not anymore. I guess not Kevin Feige snaps. Just thinking about that. Kevin. Dude. Kevin Feige snapped that fool out of existence. It wasn't Kevin Feige. Dude. No, I know. I'm just saying. No flag. I'm not trying to. I don't want to put Sony in that position because they're fools. Kevin Feige's all powerful. Dude, I know. But before we jump into it, hey, you're listening to the Beta Report. What, what up? up? Unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I want to be close. I'm Jay. We, I'm Jay. <laughs> what? What? See, I just became you. See, dude. See, bad dad. We can't even get our freaking introductions right, dude. I know, dude. What the heck is wrong with me? This is Jay. What? Keep <laughs> <laughs> looking at you. Wait, I didn't have it twice, dude. I'm tired. Oh shoot! This that was amazing. Is Jeff, and we got Jay over there confusing me. <laughs> yes. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> just looking at you right now, dude. It's like I'm it's looking like at looking myself in a mirror. Just looking at myself, dude. Like, <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. That's where I was, dude. Nah, what? Dude. We got Uno. What's up, Uno? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's up? Now, what's up? What's up? I'm so happy to be here. You know, I've been looking forward to it all day. You know what I'm saying? I've been looking forward to it for the last 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. We got <laughs> yeah. to gotta tell a little Wayne to stop. Uh, dude, he's just barging in here, dude. Like, he freaking runs these plays. I don't know why he, like, I don't know. He, Breaks into our. It's like old school, dude. When like your lines just get crossed. It's our frequency in and here, and you dude. can like hear other people talking on your in your cell phone conversation. I know he doesn't live around here, so I don't know how it's crossing over. Maybe here. lives up in the Bay Area, dude. He lives next to Uno, his apartment, dude. Whatever. Yup. So crazy, dude. A lot of news dropped today. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta hit this right now, dude. And, dude, we uh, had a straight up agenda, dude, and then all of a sudden it was like, nope. Our plan. You guys have to talk about change. We had other stuff planned, but you know what? We have to talk about Marvel and Sony 
and them not no, we, we don't we, dude no we don't yeah we do dude because yes, it was like it was it was oh, stipe with that gut punch dude freaking sony stipe came around gut punch sony yes. came around and went bah, bah, with the marvel dude. with the two punch combo dude and they were like Mm-mm, you ain't getting no 50 50 you get dude okay so the I, apparently that was a report that come out their previous deal was that uh, Marvel would only get 5% of the first dollar gross, I think it was. Yeah, so the report is coming from Deadline, just to give them credit. But Deadline is the one that was putting out this report that, uh, yeah, you're right. That's- Straight up aggregating that mess, dude. Yeah. We're, it's, uh, we're aggregators now. I know, we don't want to do that. <laughs> they get, they get uh, hit up. But no, um, yeah, it seems like the, the, the deal before was nothing like it. What they're trying to do now It was basically Just like we said What 5% What was 5%, it 5% 5% of the first dollar gross Which I don't I don't really understand What that means I don't know if it's like The initial Theatrical run Or That coupled with The uh, Blu-ray sales I don't know I don't know But it, it was It basically was just uh, Allowing Marvel To be a part of the uh, Of Spider-Man and And the deal was having Spider-Man and the other MCU movies. I think that was the bigger deal too, is allowing Spider-Man to be in the Avengers sequels and um, and uh, what is the other one? Uh, Civil I, I War. Guess Civil War. Thanks. I was trying to remember what the other one was. So, uh, so obviously you wanted Spider-Man there, but the reports today from Deadline is that Disney and Sony got into a stalemate in regards to Spider-Man um, and the deal and having producer credit or whatever and so because they couldn't come to a, a deal and obviously it comes down to money how much money they they pretty much said spider-man's out of the mcu and uh although so, some all this news is changing around right now but that was the initial thought and just twitter and everybody else just freaked out because like legitimately because all this time we've had spider-man in the mcu and all of a sudden we're supposed to pretend he's not in it anymore yeah you know, after being a big part in fact you know, Endgame uh, and and Far From Home had Tony Stark being a big part of Spider-Man's life. Yeah. I mean, I guess if anything would be a time to happen, it'd be now because Tony Stark is gone. Mm-hmm. So no, but the crazy is not there anymore. But yeah, but the crazy thing though is that like they've laid down the groundwork for him. He's obviously the heir apparent. You know, like he's the one that they've been like setting up, and and uh, Far From Home was like his introduction as the next Iron Man is like you're kind of carrying on like a big chunk of that movie is all about that like Tony Stark chose you you're the one you're getting these glasses you're doing this you're doing that so go out there and be the hero that he expected you to be and all of a sudden it's like oh no not really (laughs) like he's just gonna go on vacation now and he's just yeah gonna completely disappear from the MCU. So that's going to be kind of weird. I wonder where do they pivot from here if it stays the same. I'm assuming, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, dude. I feel like in this case, the like Marvel has more to lose than Sony does because. Well, I don't know. I have an opinion here, but. Uh, um, I would say this is like. Uh, I was going to pose a question to you or, or Uno. Who do you think has more to lose here, Marvel or Sony? Honestly, I feel like Marvel does. And in, in this case, it was like I said, there was. There seem to have been plans already for Spider-Man to be a big part of the MCU um, uh, with, again, just him being like the next in line, the next up uh, for that Tony Stark type role. And now he's not going to be there. Now you have to just kind of figure out 
the narrative, like, where do you go now to get your next, like, number one, number two, like, 1A, 1B, or whatever uh, type of, of character in the MCU? Whereas Sony, it's like, they're going to keep making uh, movies with, um, uh, what's his name, John Watts, I think is the director's name, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So, in reality, they don't really lose anything other than the name recognition of having, like, Marvel um, and like Kevin Feige being part of like the the creative, you know, production team or whatever. But I don't know. To me, I feel like Marvel has more to lose here, and this is definitely a like uh, uh, so, someone commented on our Instagram. It was like uh, Justin Cruz actually. He he said it was like a power move, and I think it's a power move on Sony's behalf. They're they're going to be fine, I think, without Spider Man. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, with Spider Man, I'm the opposite though. I, I think. Yep. I think it it's gonna hurt Sony more, man. I mean, Marvel yep. Marvel has ten years worth, right? Twenty two full movies of the success that they've done with their movies, right? I mean, nonstop, you know. And and some might not be as good as others, but basically they haven't done a a movie that's been like, like you know, uh, fifty or forty or thirty on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's been most have been well received, mm-hmm. right? On the other hand, even Venom recently was like rated really low. It was critically bad, and although people went to go see it and made money, overall the movie was not what it was supposed to be. Right. So I think what what Sony misses out on is the the mind of Kevin Feige and their whole uh, story um, yep. board of uh, direction writers, the direction that they have and they've proven this is this is what i don't get right because they've proven time and time again that they know how to make a successful movie look what they did with uh um uh, not only spider-man but the whole character with tom holland they know how to cast they know how to put these movies together i mean it's it's just it's it's amazing what they can do so mm. i think sony is going to have a lot more to lose in the long run when they don't have karen feige and their writers to to direct them uh, or put them on the right path, if we're gonna have a, a universe of Venom movies. It's Spider Man with Venom, really, and you know the, these other uh, characters without their direction, without the MCU. I think Sony has a lot, lot more to lose. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. I think the other thing we're forgetting too is that. Um, so two things. One is that. Marvel has a lot more of uh, profitable uh, leverage, or they're gonna make more more money, pretty much, right? Because um, outside of the Avenger movies, the Captain America movies, and the Iron Man movies, which are different now, they still have Black Panther, which grossed more than any of Spider Man movies, and Captain Marvel, which again grossed more than um, any of the Spider Man movies. So you have those two characters to financially like rely on, right? Um, I think there's room for growth, for financial growth for Doctor Strange and for um, Thor, right? I think the next Thor movie, I think the next Thor movie might generate more money than uh, the previous movies, just because of like the excitement of who Thor has evolved and become, right? So there's that, and then I also think it's pretty easy to discard uh, Spider Man. Um, the, the, the MCU could just take a shift and just go all cosmic, right? Like there's no having to deal with problems on earth. There's no having to deal with, um, New York. There's no having to deal with like 
on the ground threats, right? We, you can just take this whole story and make it all about universal threats. And then you can pull, um, you know, the Doctor Strange into this. You can pull um, Black Panther into this. And we have the Eternals. Um, Eternals are cosmic. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, Captain Marvel and introduce Nova. So you can have this whole storyline that just kind of relies on cosmic-oriented characters and completely just disregard um, uh, Spider-Man. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I myself, like, I think... I think one of the characters that, well, not not one, but I think there's also room for um, excitement. Like when they ever they introduced Nova, like I'm kind of excited and I want Nova to make his MCU uh, debut. But then also like if they go with Fantastic Four, right? Whenever they introduce Fantastic Four, that's also going to create like excitement and people are, are wanting to see that. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to just kind of... Um, make spider-man kind of expendable right like there, there's kind of like the opportunity to like just overwhelm us with characters that we kind of forget about this one person yeah i don't know because uh, i'm just no, going back shut up shut up no no stop 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 with the with your steep a punch dude i'm right <laughs> um i feel like we're forgetting the uh you know, just the, the end game effect of Spider-Man, dude. Like, and I think we were all there when we were watching it. Like, he received probably the biggest ovation of any of the other characters when he came on screen. When he came back and he swung into view, everybody, like, the entire theater just kind of erupted and went wild. So, I think he was, and and still currently is, probably one of Marvel's uh, more popular characters, aside from, like, the OGs or whatever. Um, but I think he was the he was the tor the torch runner. He was the one who was gonna carry it forward now. And yeah, I understand. Like it makes sense. Obviously, like the, the MCU is still gonna make money. It's not like they're gonna this one move is gonna break the bank for them. But um, I just feel like they, which is why I think they were trying to go for the fifty fifty split because they kind of understand how important this character is to them and their plans and where they were going. Well, I think I think part of it is asking for that fifty fifty is like, hey, we. Like you said, they only had five percent. Of, of you know, and at, at this point, they sort of revived Spider-Man again. Mm -hmm. uh, having you know, everyone agrees pretty much that not everyone, but I think a, a large uh, uh, group of people love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm one of those people, right? That, yeah. that they they did an awesome job ca casting him in there. But uh, I think uh, at this point, they're like, okay, now it's time for us to make some money. And, mm -hmm. and Sony having that liquid confidence, right? They uh, pretty much think, oh, well, you know, hey, we did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, won an Academy Award. Uh, Venom made a lot of money, regardless who cares about what the critics are yeah. saying. And, of course, the last two Spider-Man movies. So they're like, oh, we're, we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're, you're just going to watch. You're going to see that without the help of Marvel and, and, and their people, they're not – it's not going to be the same, man. It's, that's that's the one thing. They, they, they don't – they have a track record, and they're just kind of disregarding it. And I think yeah. – Having that that false sense of confidence and security with with these other movies, that's going to be a misstep on their part. I don't know, but you could bring up a good point though. If if um, they could kind of bring that team to the live action Spider Man, like I I wouldn't mind seeing like a Phil Lord, um, what's the other guy's name? Tim Miller. Tim Miller, I think yeah. Phil Lord and Tim Miller, like you know, co writing duo, uh, have a have a run at. 
Tom Holland and his take on Spider-Man? Or just like a, a, a melding of the two? Um, See, the problem is that, yes, if they could do a single standalone story, fine. Mm-hmm. The thing with Marvel is that they've done a collective movie that interweaves into everybody else. Yeah. And that's sort of what their success has been is that they there's this there's this sense of... Uh, well, Sony owns all of the Spider-Man characters, though. So, right. I mean, they can... There's still a possibility. And maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe they're going back to thinking that, like, oh, we can bring up, like, this wide array of Spider-Man characters and make our own, like, you know, Sony Spider-Man extended universe type of thing. Um, which, I mean, I uh, yeah, I feel like that might be a little too much for them to to take on because that's, yeah. that's a big undertaking. But um, I don't know. I still kind of feel like... I still kind of feel like people are going to go watch these Spider-Man movies regardless right. of of uh who's who's directing them or who's in charge of them um and i guess we'll just have to wait and see what the end result of sure. that split is if it remains split because well, yeah go ahead. Oh, no i was just like because because wasn't it still kind of like up in the air a little bit wasn't there a so little that's, bit of, that's what uh, i was about to say so here's it's not all doom and gloom because uh there is an update on it um several websites have reached out and uh i believe ign io9 some of these other sites have actually reporting that that uh, negotiations are still ongoing. So it's not completely dead and it's not completely done. It's still there's opportunity to have a deal made. So it's not all like, you know, everyone's reporting, oh, it's, he's out, he's out, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, the deal wasn't made. That's all that's happened. So it's not official that Spider-Man's out of the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I think that just people reported that right away. And then another... Report came a few hours later saying, "Well, the negotiations are still ongoing, so there's still an opportunity for them." And I, I feel, I think that it's going to get done. Spider-Man's too big of a character to not yeah. allow it to happen, so there's too much money to be made in there too. I think at some point Sony's going to re- realize, you know, there's money to be made, and Marvel's just a money-making machine, so they're just, it's gonna, they're, they're gonna make a deal somehow. So, so do you think that that like stretches, like, because say for example, if there's gonna be uh, because they're doing like the uh, Marvel Land or whatever in Cap in um California Adventure. Uh, oh, I so I wonder if it stretches that far. Like, say for example, if they're gonna have there'll be no Spider Man there. Like a Spider Man section in that area. Like, will that then mean that they have to remove that out? They already have one, foo. No, no, no. Like, they I know that Daily Bugle there. Oh, that's true. How huh? they did have the Daily Bugle thing there. They did. Um, yeah, like in California Adventure. In, in uh, California Adventure, yeah. Uh, cause when we went, actually, we were with Uno and Hazel. There was like a Spider-Man just kind of walking around there, and I think where he went to go post up was like in front of like the Daily Bugle, like little facade building thing. Um, but I mean, like I if it just, were gonna be more extensive, there's gonna be like a ride or something or like a show or something like whatever they were gonna do, like in that section of the of California Adventure. Like I wonder if they have to take that into consideration too. Like oh crap, like we gotta get this deal done because we have this in development too we have this planned and if we lose that then we have to try to figure out you know what else we're gonna do with all of these like spider-man themed things that we have in this section of our theme park maybe they'll be on clearance now to, maybe to get them out yeah get rid of them now i i think they'll, they'll they'll make a deal dude i think it's gonna be done i don't i don't think it's gonna stay like that yeah it's just I think it's just too big of a deal, you know. So 
who knows but i agree with, with uno though if they if if one if a deal is not made i think they could just shift and they'll be in the into the cosmic uh storyline kind of thing and i mean it definitely feels and then like we the... get silver surfer and then we get warlock and then we get nova and then we get beta ray bill <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, seriously though, when you I mean, think about it, it seems like they're going in that direction when anyway. You think about it, when they redo X Men, I mean, they when they for me, my, my biggest thing right now is Fantastic Four, dude. I want to see a legit, properly made Fantastic Four movie, and when that thing comes out and it's awesome, and Sony's out there doing freaking Venom three, and no one's watching it, yeah, they'll be like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have left. Just wait, just wait. I mean that the, I, I mean that that Fantastic Four like has the has the uh um the potential to just be like Bro bro Tim dude. Tim Rothman is the one that supposedly is reporting is the one that pulled out of the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Tim Rothman approved that last Fantastic Four movie. That should tell you everything right there. Dude. Yeah, it's kind of a bad That should look. tell you. It's so kind of, come on. It's kind of a bad look. At some point you got to be like, you know what? Okay. We'll just we'll just make a deal or something. Cause yep. Nope. Hey, uh Marvel owns the rights to Wolverine now, right? Yes, he, yes they do. Yep. We're gonna see Harry Potter as the new Wolverine. No, dude, stop. <laughs> what? Stop. Guys. Put your onus! Your face! <laughs> Mamones! Yeah. <laughs> that's the Mexican version. Yeah. That's that's the Michael Pena version of Wolverine. It's uh I don't even know how you, what's the equivalent for Harry in Spanish, dude. Not the I think there is one. Uh, peludo. Pe, yeah, peludo. Yeah, what is peludo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, all right. So let's let's shift a little bit here, dude. Shift on. Let's let's go over to some amazing news that came out today too. Amazing news that came out today too. Variety is reporting. That Matrix 4 is coming out. What? What? Oh, that's not the amazing part. And Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are coming back. Ah! That's, that's pretty Neo cool. and, uh, what's her name? Trinity. 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 Wow. I know, I forgot right now. I was going to say Tracy. I hope it doesn't <laughs> suck, though. Dude, you know what? Well, one, like... of the, one of the Wachowskis, not both of them, sorry to interrupt, but one of the Wachowskis... Uh, is coming back to write and I don't know about direct, but I know writing the next movie. So Lana Wachowski. Lana Wachowski. It still trips me out uh-huh. that they both like that they both transitioned like one after the Not other. Not just one, both of them did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's they both the, transitioned. That's the like trippy part, like they both did. Like, I mean, I guess they're two brothers. They're like, hey, let's do things together. And they both transitioned. Continuity, dude. They can't be the Wachowski brothers they anymore. They couldn't be the Wachowski brother and sister. Yeah, they so could have been the Wachowski siblings. They were like well Wachowski be. sisters. Yep. Crazy. But anyways, we digress. Matrix 4 is coming out. Um, You know, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this, dude. Me because, too. Because the Matrix 1 was great, obviously. That thing was like groundbreaking. You know, it just kind of it revolutionized the way that we we now see and 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 consume and and film action movies. And then we could stop right there. And Yeah. Let's stop right there. Because like, because two and three. Because two and three were just like, there was elements of them that were good. There was like you know that, that was, uh, I think it was three where you where they actually go to Zion, right? Yes. It's and and you see like the two, no no yeah you're right it's three you're right and you see the mech suits and all that like yeah, that the was mech dope. Suits were 
Awesome. Because it was Dumb. like, oh, dude, like, you know. And but, of course, they, but they also had the rave of the apocalypse, too. Right. Yeah, they had things like that, Which was too, like, that were. Why? But so, I mean, it was like they had, like, these moments that were, like, really good. But then they just, for whatever reason, just couldn't bring it all together. It was just really, like, like things and were just kind of convoluted. And in the third movie, he sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Neo sacrificed himself to save everybody else, right? Yeah. So, wondering what they're going to do to bring him. And something else that kind of bothers me, right, is that the prophecy was that he was going to liberate them from the machines, right? Like, he was going to come and liberate them. But all he did is make peace with the machines. Like, they still existed the way they existed. It's not like... The movie ended with everybody being disconnected from the Matrix. That's not how the movie ended, which I thought was a bunch of horse. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, dude, the prophecy was not fulfilled. Yeah, uh, dude. But 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 don't they introduce? Still plugged in. You lose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. That's why you lose. Good day, sir. That's right. That's why two and three are just not in my lexicon of movies Mm-mm. when it comes to the Matrix. There's no trilogy. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've watched the Matrix and that's it. Like that was because then they have like that that like the shoddy graphics too, where it's like straight up like PlayStation cutscene stuff I do, and uh, like that was a uh, the two when he's fighting. Uh, yeah, when Mr. he's fighting Smith. the clones, all the all the different. Uh, Agent Smiths. Bro, it's like, woof. Bro, I do that with. Tough. I do uh, the same thing I do with The Matrix, where I just believe one movie exists and that's it. I do the same thing for Jason Bourne. Really? <laughs> I watched the first one because I like that he lives happily ever after with. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then. And but then, the other ones are, are good too, though. They are, like... they are. I know. I know. But it's just me, dude. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic, dude. I, I like to think that. <laughs> Jason Bourne is still living with, uh, I can't the German girlfriend, right? I can't remember yeah. Franca Potente, but like in the second movie, like she gets like legit just sniped, and then she's like gone. within the first like fifteen minutes of yeah. the movie too. Yeah, dude, I like that sucks. Anyway, I just want to give a shout out to that chick. She's the one who uh, taught me how to cuss in German. Scheiße. I remember we were saying that forever, <laughs> dude. Because we thought we were getting away with stuff, dude. We we're like, oh yeah, no one's gonna know what we're saying. Oh, you piece of scheiße. There you go. See. See, she brought a lot. She brought a lot, dude. So I brought a lot to the table. So, anyways, I do the same thing with that, dude. Just like, hey, you know what? Matrix one, perfect movie. There was no other movie that's perfect like that, dude. Perfect. And then they killed it with these other two. But okay, so you guys are saying no to Matrix four, or at least kind of concerned about it. No, it's just like ah, you know, we're not going in there with like a huge vote of confidence. Like, oh man, this is gonna be amazing. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping that. They looked at what they did in two and three, and they, maybe they're gonna write the ship. You know, like maybe they'll they'll put a, a proper sequel to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we'll we'll correct what happened before. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping for it. But I mean, uh, do Keanu like Uno said, dude? Keanu's hot right again, now. Again, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was just gonna say right now, dude. I think what does kind of fill me with confidence is the fact that Keanu Reeves is coming back to it, and I feel like he he's in a place where he can do no wrong, dude. So I think him just being a part of it is gonna make it's gonna like elevate it. How do you feel about guys? Guys, guys, I have a very, very, very important question. Go, go for it. Is Keanu Reeves gonna shave for this movie? Ooh, Ooh. that's that's a 
That's a good question, mm. man. He's been. Uh, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that's a good question because he's that beard has been. He's been like, grizzled for a while, dude. That, that beard is like his renaissance, dude. Yeah. You know, like. I don't think so. You know why? Because it obviously is. It's a good way of showing a passage of time, and like he's although he's although, a different he is a different neo now. Although he is filming the new Bill and Ted's movie, the Bill and Ted's. I don't know what it's called now, but the Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. And he has shaved his beard. Oh, did he really? Yeah. He's got, what? There, well, there's a picture where he doesn't have one. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it's just like a maybe a flashback or something. or CGI, dude. Or something. But he, there's a picture with him in a... Freaking Superman. Yeah. Su- the Superman uh, CGI. You would no imagine beard. him having a beard makes sense, right? Because he's a dad now in this movie. Apparently in this movie... Yeah, it's and about, it's also... About daughters. And also, like, when they come back from the future... And they have like their kids strapped to their back in the second one, I think. Is it the second one? Damn, I don't remember that. Really? They have giant beards. They have like ZZ Top beards. So like, would make sense for him to keep his beard. They jacked that up. I don't know why they. There's a picture posted on someone's Instagram. I forgot. Like, I don't know if it's his or or the movie's official one. Yeah. And he's got no beard. So huh. Like, interesting. Crazy. What do you guys think about it? The uh, new Bill and Ted movie. That's actually gonna that? be pretty dope. You know why? Because like it doesn't take itself seriously. So uh, they're. I feel like they're gonna poke fun at themselves, and it's just gonna be like a good time. I just think that Keanu Reeves is dope, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Like I wish I was. I, I want to say that. What? Outside of the. I wish we could hang out. <laughs> outside of the original <laughs> Matrix, though. <laughs> said no one listens to me. The defense, the, de- the defense of Zion is one of like my favorite scenes. Period, dude. Like I love seeing them come out in the. Mech suits and just hold it down, like and they just, just like have those big old machine guns on their arms. Heck like, yeah, dude! I'd love to see more of that, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. That Simone guy <laughs> was just like his yeah, biz, dude. dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that that I'd be open to. See, I'd be excited if I were to see that in the trailer. Yeah, see more mech suits. That's what they got to do, dude. Just, more just give me suits. more mech suits. Hey, how come we don't have movies with mech suits? Like there isn't really any, is there? And then, but then, like there was like that time where they like Avatar had them, but, but they were it. doing like weenie like mech suits because like Elysium had it, but he was just kind of like it was more like an exoskeleton. Yeah. That was weak. And then yeah. um, what was the other one? The, the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, you said yeah. it. Avatar. Avatar was the closest one to having like an actual mech yeah. suit, not like a exoskeleton type, like like Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's what it was. Cruise. Edge of Tomorrow. No, I'm talking about like. Like, yeah, like you're full right. on like mech suits, dude. Like, like no one else. Yeah, those like two the are the closest ones who did yeah, it. Yeah, like the Matrix did it popular, uh, uh, proper with that defensive Zion scene. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope, dude. Yep. Like it was like just hearing that that machine gun that uh, uh, um, what would you call it? I forgot. There's a name for for that type of machine gun, but just just like the, the cases, minigun, like a minigun. There yeah. you go. And and just the. Uh, uh, bullet casings falling everywhere. You see, oh, it's pretty dope. I know people yeah, dude, are gonna hate, awesome. dude. People are gonna hate. Yes, and so we'll mention it. But Ripley using the the like well, the mech suit thing too is pretty dope. Yeah, but like, that's like even before the Matrix. I'm saying right. after that, there hasn't been. But yeah, you're right. Like you know, that's probably one of the first times that uh, you see sort of a mech suit. Type mm-hmm. thing. But uh, still saying, dude. Somebody I out know. there, dude, screw that crap, dude. Like, and we keep saying it, but I'm actually gonna do it. Freaking hey, put Exo, up a Exo Squad movie coming soon, dude. Put up on Facebook and Instagram, Ooh, dude. Put Exo up Exo Squad movie would be awesome. Hey guys, we should need to put these on on uh, as polls on 
on our social media. Uh, do we need uh, another Matrix movie or not? Yeah. Put it up and see what Sounds people like say. Sounds like a good one. See what people say, man. All right, I'm going to shift over again. You guys have anything else to say before? Dang, dude, want? I'm getting dizzy. We're doing so many shifty, shifties. Be shifty. We're being mad shifty. Be swifty. <laughs> uh, guys, did you guys watch any episodes of the, of Mindhunter this this, uh, this weekend? Yes. Just kidding. No, I didn't. You're stupid. I didn't have a chance to. But I you? want to, though. What's wrong with you? Uno, did you watch any? Episodes of what? Mindhunter, the new season for Mindhunter. Yes, dude. I'm on episode two, dude. Episode two. And I'm excited. So far, so good. So far, so um, good. Yeah, dude. I watched uh, it. Can we just say it's a gold medal show? People need to watch it? Yeah, for sure. Oh, there's no doubt, dude. Yeah, gold without a medal doubt. show. There's no doubt. This is gold medal show. <laughs> this is on like the top. This is like top shelf Netflix right here, dude. Yes. Like of, of yes. all yes. Netflix originals, this is one that you definitely have to stop and watch every season. The Dude, 22. Yes, but there, so good. The use of of music, what would you call it? Um, there's a term for it, but the... Atmosphere? Yeah, sort of the atmosphere. There's another word for it, but uh, the, the music that they use in this season is insane, dude. It's, yeah. It's like, makes things extra creepy, dude. Ooh. Like, there's, there's a storyline with Bill Tench... Uh, it's the older guy, not yeah. the young uh, FBI agent, but the older FBI agent and him and his family. Holden Ford? Uh, no. No, I know. Well, that's the other guy, right? the young guy, yeah. But Bill Tench in the Tench family. And there's a situation that goes on there, and they use this music occasionally. And you're sort of like, dude, like, you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Because you hear the music, and you're like, what? You know, it's crazy, dude. It's it's The, the music is so well done in this. I think, though, because I did. Dude, does his son become like Dexter? See, I can't say anything. So, so the you it, you see it happen. The um, the only the problem I think with this season is that last season we were so intrigued and so pulled in by the interviews they did with the 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 chosen serial killers or mm-hmm. just you know the people that they use in the that it's kind of missing in this one. Um, Even the son of Sam thing that that episode whenever that happens, like if. It's good. I'm really interested Dude, in that Dude, that son of Sam is is, is crazy creepy because that guy does look like yeah, dude. David Berkowitz, dude. Uh, the son of Sam. He, like the makeup. Dude, they made him look like David Berkowitz. Like, and, and sort of the information that comes out of it is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the interview with later in the season with Charles Manson. That episode is insane, dude, because the guy... Looks like Charles Manson. It looks like you're watching, like, like something an actual like that interview. With Charles Manson. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, that's one of the. Insane. That's like another thing, like that. This show has to get credit for. Like, I don't know if like casting gets awards or what, but at like every single one of these uh, serial killers who get cast, like obviously, like Ed Kemper was the biggest one from last season, but it was like. It, 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 and he, he is, is like identical almost due to like the actual killer and then like the the way that they used actual uh, uh, like dialogue from their interviews for them to say like on the show 
And just like the inflections and everything, like they did such a great job, dude, of just like using the real information that was out there and then like applying it to the show. It's so good, dude. So you I can just imagine that you these know the guys. The crazy part of it is that like the show misses Ed Kemper because he's not enough in this. He is in a few scenes, but he's not in it a lot in this mm. whole season. And the crazy part to me is, is that Ed Kemper is like. He he's dude, the guy's a, the guy was a monster man. Yeah, like the things that he did, and and he um, comes off like even even Bill Tench says it, dude. Don't get pulled in. Mm-hmm. Like don't he's not your friend. Like don't. But he tells Holden Ford that right, and and he almost comes off like yeah, dude. I'm, I'm we're good friends. Yeah, like that's there's, crazy. There's a scene he tells him like. Yeah, you, you watched the first season, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember how he went to go visit him while he was in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he re- visits that, like he just says, uh, uh, Holden, thank you so much for visiting me while you know I was in the hospital. That meant a lot to me. He goes, and he's, uh, he just kind of nods and goes, well, I mean, that's what friends do, right? Or that's what friends are for, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> like Bill Tench like turns and looks at Holden for like, dude, like, that's freaking insane. Yeah, Like, dude. this guy's calling you a friend. And the song- I remember that episode so well, dude, because it's like, they did such a great job of just, like, building the tension. Oh, my God. And then there's that part where it's, like, like Ed Kemper, he, like... Where he steps his, down? Yeah, when he steps down, and they do such a great job, like, the sound design of, like, his feet just, like, boom, boom, like, like, just two, like, meaty hams or whatever, just, like, hitting the ground. But it's, like, so heavy, and it does a great job of, like, personifying, like, how big he is. And, like, how much of a freaking monster that dude is. Like, just physically, like, how big he is. And and it just, like, increases, like, the tension, like, the like how menacing he is. And you didn't know what was going to happen at that time, dude. Like, oh, it's so good, dude. His feet look like butterball turkeys. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and it sounded like it, too, when yeah. it hit it. But it was, like, they did a great job because I still remember it. Like, I can hear it in yeah. my head. But overall, dude, I think the season is, is still good, dude. I mean, they they the main... Uh, thread in this uh, season is the Atlanta child murders and that story itself dude is insane dude like have you guys heard about the Atlanta child murders before Mm-mm. I've never heard it before I've I've heard it before but I don't I never knew what it was uh, Uno have you ever heard about that nope dude between 1979 and 1981 28 uh, mostly children the last couple of ones were like some adults like 19 or 22 or something like that mm-hmm. uh, were um, abducted and some of them found uh, murdered, strangled. Oh, no way. And some are still never found. The bodies were never found. No way. 28 uh, children from Atlanta uh, and mostly in the most pro- poverty-stricken areas. So um, there was like a lot of this like racial tension there too and I mean like there was a, it is funny because you know the one good thing about, um, or one thing that makes it authentic is they use like actual footage from that era, mm-hmm. and I guess there was a thing back in during that period where every newscaster would say, "It's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children at are at?" This, you know, or something like that. Oh, really? That's crazy. Ooh, I remember those. Yeah, dude. And so that that's where it came from. That it's era. Ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Yeah, exactly. And it came from that because of the. The, the abductions of children during that during that time period. So, do they focus a lot on the BTK killer too on this one? It it is finally introduced here, and and then they are, they are looking into it, but it's not they're not a full on investigation into it yet. 
Oh wow! That have like because in the first season they were doing not that they're doing a lot, but he they would the like, cold the cold opens were that yeah they would make reference to that dude a lot and it still goes on season two. No way, dude, and it's crazy. even creepier. Like if there was a way to make it creepier, it's they they did it. What? And it's not even part of the story yet. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like it's so crazy that it's like real. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's just it's insane. But so I wonder if chronologically, if that's if this is if if this is like following, because this is based on like the real FBI one of the real uh, FBI agents who kind of coined the term serial killer and and he wrote a book right or something and this is kind of like loosely based on his life and like um, there there's a I forget what his name is but there is like an FBI agent John who, Douglas. I don't. I'm not sure if that's who it is, but I think like this is loosely based on his life, and like this, the uh, you know, I think he wrote a book on all this stuff too. The Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Yeah, John yeah, Douglas. Yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, it's that's what it's called. It's called Mindhunters: The Into the Mind of a Serial Killer, something like that. Oh, okay. Well, the whole series of Mindhunters is based on his book, which where he actually did interviews. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, John Douglas, and then it's Jonathan Ressler, who is the guy, his character uh is bill tench okay and then i can't remember the name of the psychologist who's the when wendy carr in the, in the show mm-hmm. and she's like so there's that three that trio yeah that they're they're based on actual people but i'm saying i wonder if that like chronologically if that's really how it happened in 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 their lives while they're going through all this stuff that like btk killer or whatever was like out there just kind of practicing or doing whatever he was doing but wasn't like that big of a threat yet you know like um so that that would be pretty cool like a cool uh you know narrative tool uh not toy a narrative tool to use to just kind of like play along like chronologically like yeah you know like this dude behind the while all this other stuff was going on this dude was still like behind the scenes doing all this craziness and like you know, he's the bigger threat in like the following season or whatever it is that they introduce him, which is gonna be freaking nuts, dude. Dude, that guy was that guy killed within a thirty year span. Like BTK, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it, there, uh, in a thirty year span is when he just was not able to get caught. No way, dude. And when he finally did, he definitely was. Like the he's a deacon in the church. Wow. That in Cudahy. Yeah, yeah, right. Dude, that's crazy. In a small church called. Yeah, don't do it. BBC. Don't do it. No, don't, don't do it. <laughs> it rhymes with hell's captives. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible, dude. Oh, dude, that's insane. Dennis Raider, BTK killer, dude. That's crazy. BTK. That fool looks like a Chikati for reals. Oh, what the heck? No, I'm not going to have nightmares. Don't say it, dude. Don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. Dude, remember when Chikati would go up and like say hi to you and he would like, slap the lungs out of your mouth? <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. That's I, think that's what, I think that's what caused the tumor in my head, dude. It was just <laughs> too much blunt force trauma. Seriously, dude. It's jacked me up. So, um, all right. So, we touched on Mindhunter. But the interesting thing... About my hunter is that guy who plays Holden Ford, whose name is Jonathan Groff. Who Jay? Who else does he play? Dude, I had no idea that this guy was this guy, but he's the one who <laughs> he Wait, voices. What? This guy was this guy. Yeah, that Ooh, this, this guy. A, who is it? Was this guy? He voices 
like, and, and what's insane is that Ralphie, I watched freaking Mindhunter religiously, right? Like, we watched every single episode and was like into it, dude. He like the this never even like came into my mind at all like he gave no like he i guess he does a really good job dude of of you know having a variations of his voice but this guy voiced freaking Kristoff from frozen and frozen is a movie that i've watched like no joke over 100 times i'm not even kidding dude i probably watched that movie more than 100 times and I never like I I never made that connection between the two, dude. Bro, I didn't even know. I just literally just looking at it right now. I didn't know he's the guy who sings "You'll Be Back" from Hamilton. Yup. On the uh, on the original recording. Yeah, dude, he is indeed. What? I didn't know that either. I'm just saying. Dude, that's an amazing song too, dude. In that, just it's crazy. I didn't even know that. But yeah, he plays Kristoff in Frozen, right? Yes, dude. And dude. he's gonna be and he's gonna be Kristoff again in Frozen too. Reprising his role, reprising his role as Kristoff, but it's crazy because he was like he was on Jimmy Fallon. This is where I learned that, dude. I had no idea, but I was watching like a clip on YouTube, and he was, uh, he was sending a message to um Jimmy Fallon's daughters as Kristoff, and I was like, what? Wait, wait, what? What? Oh snap! This guy's Kristoff. So that just tripped me out. I was like, good job, buddy. Good job. So he's like all like that dude is just all around influencing everything that I like. So uh, I have that clip, dude. Can I play it? Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. There we go. Actual healing, but it is a song from Frozen, so it's. <laughs> right, it's Winnie and Franny. It'd be my... weird if I sang sexual. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Please don't. Okay, so this is what I do when I do a voicemail. You ready? We're just gonna be really quiet. It's crazy though, now that I hear him talk, it's like I hear it. Hi, Winnie and Franny. This is Kristoff from the movie Frozen, and I'm here with my friend Sven. Say hi, Sven. Hi, Winnie and Franny. It's me, Sven. And we wanted to sing a song for you. Isn't that right? That's right, Kristoff. Let's sing him a song. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Reindeers are better than people. Sven, don't you think that's true? Yeah, people will beat you and curse you and cheat you. Every one of them's bad except you. Thanks, buddy. But Winnie and Franny smell better than reindeers. Boring. Sven, don't you think <laughs> <laughs> That's once again true, because Winnie and Franny, we love you. Now tell Winnie and Franny. You remember the time we freaking stripped some little kid uh, from being the pilot for the Millennium Falcon? Wait, what did he say? <laughs> you guys straight up robbed a child of his of his dreams, dude, to fly the Millennium Falcon. You guys just punked him, and we're like, you "Yeah, we've done this before, little guy." <laughs> yeah, was... hey, hey, we've done this before. Yeah, we we have so, done it before. So it's quite. Uh, me, me and Uno are getting on to threatening. Millennium Falcon ride, and uh, as we're getting on, other people got the pilot, and uh, Uno wanted to, you know. Do the pilot? It's probably the, the well, best, duh, right? Yeah, the best part. You well, want to pilot duh. the Millennium Falcon, and the other family that was there is a group of four. It's six per ride, so it was four, and then there was Uno and myself. And uh, they're like, "Oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to fly this. I don't know what we're gonna do. Have you guys done it?" <laughs> and we and Uno, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Uno, mind you, Uno's never been on it before, but we're not gonna say no, right? He's like, "Yeah, we have." And like, "Oh, do you guys want to be pilots?" Yes. <laughs> so we uh we took it, 
but uh, Uno, whenever it's your first time trying to pilot, you can have a kind of a difficult time. And uh, Uno just pretty much ran into everything. <laughs> and as we got off the yes. ride, as we got off the ride, uh, I mean, literally, he was hitting everything, dude. It's like, it's difficult to, to drive. I, I, I'll give you that. And uh, as we're getting off the ride, you can hear the family. Oh, man, we could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was, that, was, that was pretty funny. They were kind of pissed. Yeah, I'm sure he was like, We could have done We pretty much not let the kid uh, ride or pilot the, uh, <laughs> the million. Tell you, dude, make his dreams come true. You guys freaking sure. jacked it up, dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> what happened, <laughs> dude? That's the guilt. I need the some guilt water. I know, that was... is just swelling up in your throat right now, dude. That poor kid. I'm so water. sorry, boy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's still he's still crying and himself asleep right I now, know. dude. The, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. Been so long. Um. So that brought to mind the Jan- Jonathan Groff story about what are the best, uh, to, or that you know maybe the top celebrity voice actors that we. Uh, can remember at the moment. So I know there's because there's there's a couple of them. So I'm gonna let you guys kind of think about it. I'll shoot some out here, but if you guys want to think about some, and then kind of jump in here. But uh, I'll give you a couple here. And I'll give you an example. Like for example, how about Chris Pratt? What? Yes, Chris Pratt. He's uh, everything is awesome, dude. Yes, dude. What? Thank you. You know exactly, Chris Pratt as. Uh, Dude, I forgot his name. What's the guy's name? From from the uh, Lego movie. Uh, Emmett. Emmett. There you go. Thank you. Emmett. Uh, Emmett Brikowski. Yeah. From the Lego <laughs> movie, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude, he uh, was awesome in that, dude, and playing that part. Uh, just can't imagine anybody else playing Emmett. Emmett Brikowski. That's right. Right? So there's other ones, I'm sure, but I'm going to give you guys a chance. You guys, there's a... Uno, do you have a... Um, Dude, I have to go way, way, way back and pick a classic. Okay. But Robin Williams, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, come like on. quintessential, dude. That's, like that's perfect, dude. That's... He's like he's on the Mount Rushmore of voice actors, dude. Everything that guy did. Yeah, all you have to do is do Aladdin, and he's already like a freaking legend, dude. Dude, there's that's why when that Will Smith movie came out, you know the uh, Aladdin live action. Just it was difficult to have a, a, a picture of someone else playing that part, but you saw it, right? He did an okay job. Mm, no, yeah, yeah, he did a good job. I think they, they, again, they did a good job of, of allowing him to make it his own, and Got he it. didn't try to like replicate. Um, he didn't try to replicate. Uh, what's his face? Robert Williams, R.I.P. Do you have one? Yeah, dude, I got one, and we're kind of taking it way back as well. Who? Straight up Uncle Phil, dude. James Avery. You know that dude voiced? The Shredder on the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, That's dude. That's so perfect for you, dude. Yes, dude, of course. Dude, but that guy apparently did a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, he was in Prince of Egypt. He did <laughs> He did Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. What? Yeah, dude. He was, uh, I didn't say who he was here, but um, yeah, he did that. Well, I'm going to give you one that's going to blow you away, dude, because this guy is in pretty much every movie that's ever made. He must have made a contract with, like, Hollywood. Like, if it's Hollywood is an actual person, he made a deal with him. <laughs> Why? 
Samuel L. Jackson, dude. <laughs> no way. Samuel that guy L. Too? Jackson as Lucius Best, a.k.a. Frozone. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. True that. True that. True that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That's pretty dope, dude. He just needs to have that little line already, and he's done, dude. Yeah. He doesn't even have to show his his wife, and he can already have a meaningful conversation (laughs) with his wife who's not even on screen, dude. So, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson as this uh, Frozone is pretty dope. But you know who has a better line in that? It's his wife, dude. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, I'm out here for the greater good. And she's like, I'm the greatest good you're ever going to have. <laughs> yes, dude. That was, that's perfect. That's pretty dope. Well done. Well done, Pixar. Mrs. Frozone. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but Mrs. Frozone. Udo, do you have another one? Uh, Yes. Kevin Conroy, dude. Kevin Conroy is so good. Live action actors haven't been able to top him. And we're talking top of the line live action uh, actors. We're talking Christian Bale hasn't been better than him. We're talking George Clooney hasn't been better than him. Michael Keaton hasn't been better than him. Kevin Conroy, my dudes. Yeah, dude. Another, another, I think just with Batman alone is on Mount Rushmore, dude. Because he is Batman. I mean, it's like...